0: I am a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and owner of Dylan Murphy Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in.
1: Hi, I am so excited for this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Food Freedom Podcast. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you probably know about, well, let's see, probably a week and a half ago when this episode airs, I announced that my husband and I are expecting and I am due in September, September 25th to be exact. And gosh, I feel like I, I mean, I guess I have, I don't feel like I have been keeping such a big secret from y'all for, I guess it was 13 weeks when I actually announced a little over 13 weeks and it feels so nice for it just to be out in the open now. And so I thought it'd be great to do an episode just on things that I've learned in the first trimester. So the first 12, 13 weeks, um, Because, yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot, and I think, too, in in thinking about this episode, one way I really wanted to start it, too, is I know that, you know, there may be some of you listening who your story looks different than mine does right now, And, and maybe you're struggling through infertility or loss or something along those lines, and I want you to know that if that's you my heart so, so goes out to you and any thoughts, feelings, emotions that you're having right now are so valid. And if you need to hit pause and skip this episode, that is totally okay, because I want you to make space to do exactly what you need. So now that I've said that, I would love to dive in and tell y'all a little more just what the first trimester looked like for me and, and really some things I've learned because I feel like in the first trimester, gosh, I learned a lot about my body and how powerful it is and just all the crazy things that happen when you start growing a human. So I think a good way to do this would be to break it into 12 things I've learned in the first trimester and, and kind of go from there. So the first thing that comes to mind when thinking about the first trimester, and uh, it's hard to forget this, um, morning sickness. First of all, just the idea of the name morning sickness is hilarious because that that not last all day. It's not morning sickness. It's like morning, noon, night, all all day long sickness, <laughs> And I think this is new to me, and maybe I just—I don't know—I've been living under a rock. But I—I I don't think I realized how nauseous you can get in pregnancy. Like it's funny, JB's grandma when we were telling his family, she's like, "You know, Dylan, it just feels like you're on a boat and you can't get off." I was like, "True words have never been spoken." <laughs> that is what it feels like, um, and it's—it's it's hard because you know what I started to realize is. Okay, well, if I make sure I'm eating frequently, as in every like thirty minutes or an hour is what it felt like, then that kind of helps the nausea. But of course, when you feel nauseous, one of the last things you want to do is eat food. So, yeah, that creates quite a situation. <laughs> but now here I am. Um, well, I guess almost fourteen weeks when this when I'm recording this episode, and. The nausea is starting to dissolve, which is, gosh, very thankful for. And that kind of leads me to point two as well. Um, Whoever invented Bonjesta, if you are listening, first of all, if whoever invented Bonjesta is listening to this podcast, that's hilarious. But anyway, they are my hero. Bonjesta, if you're not familiar with it, as I was not pre-pregnancy, is a nausea medication made specifically for pregnant women. And it is a miracle worker. I'm still taking it now, so that's probably part of the reason I feel like my nausea has resolved, because I'm on a medication that helps with it. But literally, that was game-changing. Once I started that, I feel like I was able to start eating a little bit more. Um, still not, like, normal as far as, like, just the foods that I was used to consuming, um, but at least, like, able to, like, eat a little more food. So, third thing, vitamin B6. And magnesium are literally game changers as well. You know, I feel like it's funny. Like at night when I'm taking medications and, and my supplements now, I feel like I'm taking some of the things because I have like my prenatal and vitamin B six and magnesium and Bonjesta and then some other medications I was taking before that I still take. Um, But the vitamin B6 also helps with nausea. And the magnesium helps a lot with digestion, let's just say, um, which is another side effect of pregnancy. You know, it's wild. I think it's, you know, I've I've noticed so many different things changing in my body over these past few months. And I just don't think I realize how many things happen when our body's growing human. (laughs) Um, It's crazy. So fourth thing, gosh, I have literally eaten more dairy in the past 12 weeks than I think I have my whole life <laughs> as I literally just finished eating cheese and crackers right before hitting
0: record on this.
1: Um, I don't know. I like, you know, the dietitian in me is trying to figure out like, okay, maybe like the baby just really needs calcium or like, I know dairy can help when you're nauseous and like coats your stomach. So who knows? But gosh and not that like I wasn't a huge dairy eater before but I just like literally all the time like um and I think that kind of goes in line with like cravings like I think dairy has probably been one of the biggest cravings I've had like ever since oh gosh probably a few days after finding out I was pregnant yogurt was one of the only foods that sounded like Gosh, palatable to me. Um, I think at the time it literally was like plain yogurt, which is so gross. But at the time I was like, I don't, I can't do any flavors. I literally just need it like so plain. <laughs> um, but the yogurt was helpful, and now we're doing you know regular like flavored you know vanilla or peach or strawberry yogurt with purely Elizabeth and some fruit, and it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, dairy all the time. Uh, number five, I could ski through the mountains. It's so funny. Like I just can't explain how tired you feel in the first trimester. And maybe I don't know. I still feel tired, and I'm 14 weeks. So I'm still waiting. Like I've had friends tell me, like, "Oh, don't worry, the second trimester, it's going to turn around." Well, friends, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Um but but seriously, like I currently typically go to bed at eight PM most nights and no, I don't wake up at four AM. I typically wake up at seven AM um with my alarm. So um and you know, before like I lo- I'm such a creature of habit and I love mornings and I love you know, I'd wake up at six AM and make coffee, read, you know, spend some time doing movement that day maybe and like get just be able to spend some time, um, doing other things, non-work related until about like, you know, eight thirty or nine or something, then I'd get started for the day. And now it's like, okay, we're rolling out of bed a little bit later. Um, but I think that leads into, and really, you know, what I hope you hear in all of this too, is just how important it is to listen to your body because, you know, throughout this whole pregnancy so far, like, your body's telling you what it needs, you know, rest or food or water or, you know, to not exercise or different things. And it's so easy to hear that, but think we need to do something else. Like I know for me, you know, I I enjoy movement and I feel like my relationship with movement is at a really, really good place. Um, But I've noticed in the first trimester, like I... Because like I just said about energy levels, like I don't I barely have the energy to just go throughout my day and like per, like see my clients, give my clients the attention they deserve, give my husband the attention he deserves, you know, do normal day to day things. <laughs> so work me out isn't gonna make the cut. Like and Remy still needs to go on the walks and that takes energy. Um so it's it's important to listen to your body in all seasons of life and, and do so judgment free. Like, okay, if if it's been x days you know weeks since i've done a, a traditional workout that's okay and if the way i've been eating looks so different and like in the first trimester they, i could probably count on my hand maybe one hand maybe two hands but probably one hand. <laughs> like how many vegetables i had because ugh, still even like i can't even barely say it the idea of cooked vegetables right now just sounds horrible to me horrible I, I have not eaten cooked vegetables, except like if someone else cooks, like if I have them out at a restaurant, something about that is fine, <laughs> but oh my gosh, I have to stop talking about it, it's going to make me just, no, anyway, we'll move on, so, six, um, Every single day, I am reminded of how strong and powerful our bodies are. And I think a lot of that even leads back to what I was just saying about, you know, how important it is to listen to our body and, and to honor what our body's telling us. Um, but, you know, even thinking of how strong and powerful, like I feel like every day and, and it's been fun. I've been using an app called bump and each week it tells me, you know, how the baby's grown, and it compares it to like a fruit or vegetable, which is really fun. And it'll tell me, you know, what may be changing my body, what symptoms I may notice. And it's just so cool to see like, Oh my gosh, like my body is growing a human. Like that's wild, wild. Um, And I think I'm also continually reminded like how much of a miracle in my opinion that like, that life is and that the fact that like there's gosh getting deep on us that there is a human that i mean it's crazy um yeah our bodies are so so strong um whether you carry a baby ever in your life or not you know whether you have the ability to or not whether you have that desire or not your body is strong and powerful period end of sentence. Um, Seven. So intuitive eating takes on a whole new level in pregnancy. A lot of what I've alluded to so far, but it's like, okay, my body's told me like, you know what? We're not really having vegetables right now. It just, they don't sound good. They don't sound appealing. And I'm not going to force myself to do something that doesn't sound good. And what food has looked like a lot right now is milkshakes and mac and cheese. Um, I hate to admit that one night we, we as in myself, well, myself and the baby, decided that I needed a baked potato from McAllister's. I used to work at McAllister's, fun fact, and the potatoes are so good. I mean, there's nothing special. They're literally just normal potatoes. But here's the trick. They do, they do two potatoes and combine them so it makes it look like a huge potato. But I got one with, like, cheese and chicken on it, and it was amazing. (laughs) But also, cue what we talked about a minute ago, energy levels. I wasn't, I didn't feel like driving there. And so, I hate to admit, I think I paid, like, $20 to get a baked potato delivered to my house. Um, But it did last me two meals because, like I said, it's literally two potatoes that they smush into one huge potato. Uh, but yes, intuitive eating takes on a whole new level. Um, you know, within intuitive eating comes listening to your body and movement and the way we care for our body. And and that's been huge. Of uh, you know, just I would say this week maybe, maybe counting last week, but probably this week more so, is when even adding in a little bit of movement, maybe like two times a week, has felt more doable. Um and and you know, walks with Remy feel more like you know, it's a way to move my body that doesn't, doesn't feel as tiring as it had, you know, for the first 12 plus weeks. Um, another thing, so eight, um, pregnancy can also be a pretty like anxious and lonely season. If you allow it, um, I think the anxiety is just there no matter what the loneliness, I think, you know, it's, you know, I've found, found with myself JB and I personally really, really wanted to share our news early with close friends and family just because we really valued that community aspect and having people praying for us and just being able to walk through this, this season with us, and I can't imagine it doing it any other way for myself, and again, that was a personal choice that we made, and you know, for me, that, that's been so helpful on especially the days where I felt super sick and, you know, super low energy and, you know, leading up to our first appointment and even now just leading up to every appointment, um, you know, it can can be so like anxiety provoking and, and feel so out of control. And so having people in our corner that we can talk to Whether they have children themselves or or not has been so, so huge. And I think, you know, one thing I'm continually reminded of is like, oh my gosh, like I have zero control of what, like how this baby grows my body. And I mean, I guess I have some control, like I'm not drinking alcohol when I'm pregnant and I'm like you know whatever the other things I feel like there'll be more things that come the more my body changes that like limitations I have like there are certain things I can do but at the end of the day there's not a time that I can do to control how this baby continues to grow and develop and that is terrifying but you know one revelation I had a few weeks ago was like, oh, well, you know what, Dylan, like once this baby's born, you're not going to have control over that either. Like, sure, I can, JB and I can do our best to be good parents to baby Murphy, but, but there's so much that's going to be outside of our control. And so I think that's led us to (laughs) pray more than we've ever felt, which now I'm skipping to 10. So I'll call ten, nine now. Um, It's the most out of control that I know myself and my husband have ever felt. And so it's the most that we've ever prayed, Um, because prayer and and relationship with the Lord is something that we both really, really value and prioritize. And gosh, yeah. So that's that's been wild throughout this journey, but also just really humbling, I would say. Um, So number 10. Rest is so important, especially with what I mentioned about feeling so tired. (laughs) Um, And something I've had to remind myself, and this is something I have to remind myself, even like, you know, in just non-pregnancy times, is that saying no is okay. You know, there have been times over the past 12 weeks where there were like events or dinners or like social gatherings, whatever, not really that many social gatherings. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Things going on but you know, maybe out in in normal, you know, non-pregnancy Dylan would really want to go to and still pregnant Dylan would want to go to. But then I'd realize like, okay, Dylan, like your body gets tired at 8 p.m. to go to, to, go to bed. So I think we're going to need to say no to that. Or... You know, even for me with my business of recognizing like, okay, I still have a huge, huge passion. Like free method nutrition isn't that going anywhere. And I've uh, so a huge passion for it, but I've recognized like, okay, I might not be able to take on as many new clients, which may look like handing more clients to the other two amazing dietitians on my team. And you know learning to say no is so, so important in all seasons of life. 11 gosh preggy pops are the hero i remember my friends Catherine and emily telling me about these um probably a few days into me being or i guess a few days after i told them um and i was just talking about like how nauseous i've been and they both have kids of their own and i was like tell them like what help me what am i supposed to do and they recommended these and they're basically just like and it's like suckers. Like they're just like hard candies or like they kind of remind me of cough drops. And I don't even know if like they have anything in it that necessarily helps with nausea. For me, it's more I think just having like some sort of flavor. And and I know too it's helped like if I'm out and about and I notice I start to get hungry and that's when I can get nauseous, it is like I can at least like have a few of those to hold me over till I get home. So I don't know what magic they're working but they work also saltines and peanut butter and chicken noodle soup especially i actually haven't had chicken noodle soup in a while because i think i like you know i'm a little burned out because i had it every day for a while um and saltines (laughs) one of my sweet friends jess literally one day brought me over i'm pretty sure like three or four boxes of saltines (laughs) so that was an ultimate low point for me but also high point because it was very helpful um, the last thing, um 12, and this is one that stood out to me so, so much and made me think of all my amazing strong clients so much, is food freedom makes the first trimester so much more calm, so much more bearable, because having the freedom to say yes to foods that maybe feel like the quote unquote unhealthy option, or saying no to foods that would typically be, like, the quote-unquote most nutrient-dense, most healthy food is so freeing. Because, like I said, vegetables have been one of the things that sound so disgusting to me in the past few months. And to be able to step into the freedom of, like, okay, vegetables don't sound good. My body is literally does not want those right now. And that's okay. I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to feel like I'm, you know, taking a terrible job of my body. I'm I'm just listening to it. And sure, vegetables are important. Like I know I need to have those in, you know, my eating habits throughout throughout weeks and months and that sort of thing. And now I'm back to a point where vegetables, not cooked vegetables, cold vegetables, sound great. And I I can eat those more. Um, but I think, you know, coming from a place of food freedom of like, okay, I can say yes to whatever food sounds good. Um, one of my followers messaged me the other day about She said during her pregnancy, she craved Chili's, like Chili's um, chicken fingers, I think. And, oh, my gosh, I forgot how good Chili's is. So I literally told JB, we haven't gone yet. But I told him, like, I need to go to Chili's. And it's funny because I'm such a foodie. And so I usually am, like, I don't want to go to the chain restaurants. Like, let's go somewhere, like, cool and new and, like, good vibes and you know, all the things, but now I'm like, I need chilies. The other day I also was like, can we go to (laughs) Outback? So I guess baby really likes, uh, chain restaurants and baby loves Chick-fil-A, which, you know, of course they do. So, Anyway, I hope that this is, you know, helpful for you to hear whether you've been pregnant, have hopes and dreams of being pregnant one day, um, or even, you know, I think just want to hear how, again, strong and powerful our bodies are and just why food freedom is so important in any season of life and how journeying towards food freedom is always a good idea because it's going to pay off. Tenfold, it's going to pay off in every situation you find yourself in life, whether you're pregnant, whether you're traveling, whether you're moving to a new city, whether you are getting married, whatever your situation looks like, food freedom always makes things so much more calm. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, like I hear that and I want that, like that is something I want. I want you to know that there is a way that you can gain food freedom, that you can gain confidence in your body and clarity in your food choices. We have a group coaching program and one-on-one programs at Free Method Nutrition where we help women achieve that every single day. So if that's something that sounds like something that you would want, please, please, please either DM me at Murphy.rd on Instagram or head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule a free 30-minute call with me and we can chat so much more about your health journey and I'll tell you more about which of our programs I feel like would be the perfect fit for you.
0: So thanks so much for listening to this episode and I will see y'all next time. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of food freedom podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at free method nutrition for more inspiring content on food, freedom, intuitive eating, body respect, and many other things. If you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it to reach more people like you, we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show. We drop new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe so you always catch our latest conversations. See you next episode.